Hey, Come Chad. On. Hey, it's us. It's you. It's me. It's you. Wahoo. Wahoo. I, w- I was looking at that um that Baldur's Gate game comes out today, right? Yeah. Apparently, uh, one of the reasons people are so excited about it is because it's a good game. I didn't know that was the reason. I-, I only saw the thing where it's like, look, the bear is having sex with a person because druids. And I was like, hell yeah, this is silly. And then I found out it was yeah, real. There. And it's like, oh, huh. Well, I-, I, you know what? I'm fine with it. That's funny. Gives me a good so, old chuckle. W- wait. I'm I'm used to these game releases where they've been hyped for so long that okay here comes release day, what drama are we gonna have? And it's the, the like the microtransaction, but the servers are down. The but the battle pass, but it doesn't. This is this part didn't work. It crashed. It, it and apparently it's mostly just no. It, it came out and it's good and people are having fun. Yeah, I guess they're like uh, not gonna do microtransactions, none of that stuff. <laughs> which is cool. It's yeah, it's a little uh it's different than pretty much every other major release we've had, you know, in a while. I I don't know anything about the gameplay. Is it like like a fun game? Is it like a hack and slash? Is it, what what kind of RPG is it? Is it an MMO? So it's uh no, it's a single player game. I think you can play couch co-op. Oh, but it's fuck. turn-based like D&D. It's like it's literally, you know, you 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 build a character and it's a lot like D&D because it actually uh it's supposed to have a lot of RPG element to it. So, you know how in games like Mass Effect, it's like if you have enough blank stat, then maybe you can say um no and punch him in the face or something. And it's like they lean into that heavily. So you can make a bard and lean heavily into charisma. And actually use your charisma more often than you realize. I like that. Or if you're a druid, you're going to have a totally different avenue to explore with the whole druid cult people because you can speak their language. Right. And it like leans into stuff. Oh, what? Like uh, the paladin. It's like D&D, like the rule books where you have to actually uh, like you, you have an oath. And you have to honor that oath. And there's dialogue options that will literally break that oath. And then it like removes talents from your talent tree because you broke your oath. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's stuff like that where it's like, oh, wait, this actually feels like they're adapting D&D well. I know uh, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 certainly have their fandom. But I would assume that Baldur's Gate 3, after all this time being made by different people, like you shouldn't necessarily put it on that pedestal. But right. it kind of looks like they're earning their own pedestal. I like, obviously, like I like the shit post D and D stuff. Like what what we did was my favorite because it was the only one I've done. But it was fun, and we no one took it seriously. This definitely sounds like it takes itself seriously. But then you see the druid sex bear thing, and you're like, oh, maybe, maybe you can be like really chaotic neutral or chaotic good in this too, and that would be fun. You kind of lost me at turn based RPG just because I don't I don't want to play those. Yeah, but I mean. What it's trying to do is actually just adapt D&D. Right, which I, I really appreciate. That's cool. And, yeah, I appreciate it, too. I think, um, I, I think like, since Diablo 4 came out, I've been in the mood for a Diablo 4-like game that's better. Yeah. So, like, it's like, oh, you know, if this was a running around and hit things, I might like that. But the fact that it leans into the stuff so much, like, 
you you have to pick your spells and stuff and they, it it seems like they're actually adapting the tabletop game uh, very intentionally to whatever this is hell yeah Cameron are you drinking tonight I am me too I want to tell you a quick story about what I am drinking okay I am I'm drinking cognac like like the the really ritzy ass brandy from France and I got this bottle okay. for free from the president of my company because uh, he said, and I quote, well, I don't really like it and you'll drink anything so you can have it, <laughs> which is really funny for a couple of reasons because he's alluding to, and I think I've told this on the show before, when he gave me a bottle of like $3 rice vodka that he got from China that was not good. Um, and he's like, I have this as a prop in my office. I tried it when I was in China, but it's it's terrible and I'll never drink it. And I was like, well, I'm curious, you know, I, I, I would like to try it. Like, like that sounds fun. It can't be that bad, you know, like, right. And he's like, you can just have it. I will. It's it's gross. Even just like smelling it is gross. And I drank that. And I got really drunk off it and it was fun. And I told him, I was like, that shit sucked. But thank you. That was a neat experience. And so when he's like, you'll drink anything. He's referring to the the Beijing equivalent to Thunderbird, which is a little different than a $50 bottle of cognac imported from France. I am very happy with it. It's delicious. It's it's really, really good. Um and I, I thanked him a lot when I you know after I sampled it. I was like, I don't know how you didn't like this. This stuff is this stuff's really brilliant. But I've been drinking it kind of fast and I was like, oh this was a full glass before we started and then we then we talked and then we hit record and I'm like shit I need to slow down or get more later. I think enjoying things that you enjoy is a good thing. I do too. I'm going to make sure there's some left over for when you come because I want you to try it. I'm game for that. Have you ever had cognac? Oh. If I did, it was probably like years ago when I didn't necessarily have the pellet for alcohol that I do now. Sure. It's one of those things where I, I, I hear the name thrown around once in a while, like on MASH, like Charles Winchester III really likes it. And I've always found it difficult to like even just find a price match around where I'm at. Like it's always like, I guess, behind the glass cabinets, you know, behind the bars or whatever, behind the the, the checkouts. And I never go look over there and I don't know what to look for in any of this, right? It just, brandy's usually dirt cheap and I don't really care for brandy that much. And so I'm like, well, well, if it's just like brandy, but a little better... Is it really the same thing? Like, would it, would that be a useful use of money when I could go buy a bottle of whiskey that I know I'll like? Turns out, there's actually a lot more going on to this. It's a really neat flavor palette. It's really bright. It's fruity. It's um, it's got a nice kind of body to it because it like to me brandy's too sweet, and then it has like nothing to round it out. And this has kind of like a pepper cinnamon at the end, so it, it's balanced really well. Uh, the brand name is Hardy's, I believe, like H E R D Y S. They have a couple different types. I'm not sure which this one is. I didn't really look too far into it, but really good. Would definitely buy again uh, if I can find it. Hopefully it is available around here because I, I like it a lot. Well, that's a cool find then. Yeah, it's cool. I wanted I wanted to share something happy and, and nice because we were we were kind of complaining before the show. And you know what? Let's I'm, I'm actually in a good mood. Despite despite the all the this despite the accident I had with fruit today, which I'm gonna leave vague and unanswered, there was an accident with fruit. It lasted all day. So I'm a fucking idiot. It was a decent day. I almost feel like 
like with you when you when you intentionally leave it vague, it really could be anything, couldn't it? I know, right? I wonder how many people think it's a sex thing. Just like off the top, you're like, I had an accident with fruit that lasted all day and I'm not going to tell you about it. And there's like, oh, what did he stick up his ass before he went to work? It's like, no, it wasn't that. I don't, I don't. Oh, I didn't go there. I was thinking the other way. I spend way too much time on like, I don't know, shit post groups, I guess. It would be easier to fuck a fruit than it would be to get fucked by a fruit. I say it depends on the fruit. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like the fruit I buy is mostly round. Like I like apples. I get a lot of apples or grapes. I, I think it's very strung easy. strung a bunch of grapes together, like anal beads. You, you, could, you could easily get fucked by the fruits of your labor if you're not careful. Oh, there we go. That was a highbrow turn to this. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I w- well, Okay, do, do we want to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. So I just really wanted to talk about the haunted mansion, and I'm trying to remember. Like, have I, have I, uh, like vomited amusement park fun on you in a while? I don't think so. Um, I feel like I would remember that because it's kind of specific. Because I I love amusement parks. I love theme parks. Uh, haunted mansion is one of those. Like, I so I'm a very big like Disneyland fan. Okay. I, I was talking to a coworker about it, and it's like we, we're both pretty much we're bigger fans of Disneyland than Disney as a company or any of their movies or other things. It's like, yeah, the movies are fun, but man, Disneyland is where it's at. Right. It it's uh I think through the modern lens, Disneyland is really viewed as a cash grab that leans on intellectual property. But I would say it yes. wasn't really what it was when it started. And I think the history is the charming part of it. Uh, it, it was, it was kind of like when Walt was tired, he was basically like bored with cartoons <laughs> and he's like, like, no, I'm Bill Sandcastle. Cartoon is still bound Bill. I want a mansion. I'm Tom Sawyer. And he, he started like looking at real estate a lot more than like actual like producing movies, which is what Disney as a company did. And I, I think that there was like pros and cons to that in the long run, but uh, I don't know. Very fun uh, atmosphere. I love the sense of adventure or yada yada yada. Right. Uh, I have a lot of Disneyland trivia that I could just dump. There's all sorts of stuff about the history I love, but really, I wanted to talk about Haunted Mansion because that movie just came out, and I've been just really in the mood for like the past three weeks about it. I haven't seen the movie. I saw a trailer or two for it. The stat, the casting is like pretty stacked. Like there's some, there's some nice names that were clearly in it. Um, Dan was Danny DeVito, right? Uh, Frank from It's Always Sunny. Oh yeah, like he's in it. That's no, awesome. Uh, honestly, movie was fun. I, I just it, what's funny is that I feel like with uh, with Pirates of the Caribbean, they worked really hard to make a fun movie. And with Haunted Mansion, it felt like a love letter to the amusement park ride that only amusement park fans would appreciate. Yeah, you mentioned that, I think, off-show to me, or no, or last week. And um, I want to say, like, I think Jenny Nicholson saw it and, and said something like, Oh, wow, the, the Haunted Mansion movie is more about suicide than the, than the ride is about suicide. 
I don't know who this is for. And it's like, that's an interesting review for a Disney movie. <laughs> kind of want to see it now. Yeah. I, I And in a way, I'm almost curious what your take would be without understanding the ride. Yeah. Um, I could almost assume that you wouldn't like think it's great. <laughs> there's there's only so much story there. Uh, but I guess I'm, I'm curious before I go into it. What do you know about the Haunted Mansion? Uh, literally nothing. Um, uh, yeah, abso- absolutely nothing. I know on VR we've been to the Tower of Terror. We did do that. I um I don't remember that too much. I know we did do it. I guess it doesn't relate to this at all, though. So uh, <laughs> did you did you know that there was a haunted mansion in Disneyland? Yes, because you have talked about it. Did I know about okay. the haunted mansion prior? Uh, no, probably not. I don't know a lot. Of, okay, here's the funny thing is I've been to Disney in Florida, uh, but I was okay. like seven or eight. I don't remember anything about it other than Splash Mountain. Um, I was too scared to go on a lot of the rides that were big and roller coastery because I don't like heights. And my brother was really young and he couldn't go on a lot of stuff. And then my parents were just like, well, you watch both of them and then I'll go on the ride and then I'll watch both of them and you go on the ride. And it was, I think, not a great vacation for anybody. But I did get to see some lizards running around wild because it was Florida. And I was like, look at all the fucking little lizards. But I didn't use the F word because I was a child. I was like, look at all the little lizards. And um, that was great. I remember the lizards. I got a really cool stuffed animal of a tiger, which I still own. It's actually on my bookshelf right now. And that's that's, so my, that's funny. my trip to Disney. In Disneyland, California, we have a lot of cats. We don't have a lot of lizards. Hmm. I think we're, we're learning a lot about the Disneylands today. <laughs> Um, so the, the interesting with Disney, uh, Haunted Mansion is this is one of those things that was always in the plan. It was always like in the early concepts of what the Disney park would be. There's always like a haunted house drawn in the back. Okay. And when they set up the land and officially opened, they had this area in the back that was kind of fenced off. And it's like, well, that's where the Haunted Mansion's going to be. There's going to be a haunted house there. And it's like they got other priorities, they got other stuff they want to do first, but there's there's gonna be a haunted house. It's gonna be really cool. And it uh it went it went for a while. They they never really got around to um to doing anything on the concept. I'm trying to remember I don't have the years down. I'm sure it doesn't really matter to anyone listening, the specifics. Uh but eventually they realized that whatever it is, they're they're pretty much not going to use like the space as it is. It's like, it's going to be underground because that's how a lot of Disneyland rides are is the queue is above ground. And then you kind of go underground where there's more space. And that's where like the, the dark ride part is. So like when you go into pirates, you get on a boat, but then it's like, there's a, there's a skull on the on the wall. And it says like, you know, keep your arms in the boat. To repel borders. Woo, dangerous tides ahead. And then you like fall off a thing and go, ah, and then you in a cave and you officially like lost track of what way you're facing and where you are. And that's when you're like underneath the parking lot. And it's like a very clever trick where you just kind of like, oh, we're, we're now in a magical realm because I don't know where we are really. Yeah. And so they, they started with the, <laughs> before they had the ride finalized. They pretty much decided, hey, let's go ahead and put up the facade now. 
And so behind this fenced off area, there's like a big haunted mansion. And famously, what Walt said was like, well, what are we going to put in it? And he said, well, we'll worry about the we'll, we'll worry about the outside. We'll let the ghosts do the inside. And it was just him being cute about him putting it off. Sure. Uh, but this became like a running thing where it was there for a good six years before it opened. Like before oh, wow. they had the ride done, like the mansion was built and up and you could see it. And he was even like he was over in Europe and he was like doing interviews and people were asking him like, like, oh, you know, what's Walt Disney? What, you know, what are you doing here? Uh, and he would joke about how he's, you know, he's on tour and he's basically just inviting uh, ghosts from around the world to come stay in California if they want to retire. And they ended up like erecting a sign where it said like now welcoming ghosts. And like it, Aww, it's basically they had this like ad campaign where they're trying to recruit as many ghosts as possible for the new haunted house. I love that. That's adorable. It is cute. Uh, and then Walt Disney died like two years before the ride was finished. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's adorable. <laughs> um, no, totally. I mean, that's the that's the charm that I like about the parks is these kind of stories. Yeah. Uh, now, the interesting part is uh, the, the design, again, because they didn't have it finalized. All the Imagineers are throwing their ideas at the wall. So there was a whole bunch of different concepts and it kept going back and forth between should it be scary should it be like cute? Should it be a musical? Um, should it be a story or should it just be a thing? Like at one point it was just going to be like a regular haunted house. Like you, you see at parks now where you like walk through yourself. Like it's not a ride. Oh, okay. It's just like, here's a spooky room and there'd be like a cool effect or there'd be like a guy in a suit of armor and he would like follow you around the room or something. And they're, they're playing with those ideas a bit. Someone else came up with this uh, really clever idea where, y you know how with um, a lot of rides, it's like the car will come up and it stops and you unload and then you you, you get the new next guests in and then the car goes. Yeah. So with the Haunted Mansion, they developed a system where it never actually stops. It's like you it's actually moving when you get on the, the buggy. Okay. The idea how, how was, hmm. I feel like that's is that like a safety hazard? How do you um? Well, I'll show you in a minute. Okay, okay. Because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you to the haunted mansion. But it was it was just this concept of like, well, we have to keep people moving because if they if you're allowed to just stand there and linger, there's always going to be people that stay too long. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, okay, we have to we have to push people along. So let's let's, you know, rethink it. They kept going back and forth, and after Walt died, there wasn't like a director in charge to make these decisions. And there were basically two camps of it should be very spooky or it should be very silly. And what they ended up doing was <laughs> they had to go to a third party uh imagineer that usually does other stuff and just say, Hey, look, you're the most senior person here. You have to make these decisions. Like, can you fix this for us? And they went with both. And he took everyone's best ideas. And basically, there's like half and half to the ride now. Oh. That incorporates everyone's ideas very, very well. And it's super clever. So how do they... Let me see. How did they solve the don't linger problem? Uh, that's how they did the... Um, 
the the ride mechanism because it's cars that you get in that's what escorts you through the cooler rooms okay so you can kind of drag your feet a little bit early on like when you're in line but it's like well you're in line for the ride so you want to get to the ride and then once you're in the ride then you're not allowed to stop oh, okay okay that, that's pretty that's a smart so way it's to kind do of it. it's a smart way to do it because it doesn't feel like you're being pushed along it just feels like a weird experience that you went through um, yeah, it's it's very cute. I, I, like a lot of these rides too. <laughs> that the again, like stuff now, it ties into like a movie or something. But with these earlier Disney rides, it was like the point was that you were going to go on an adventure, you know. Yeah, and there's kind of a story behind the scenes of the mansion and who owned it and what the deal is. But they don't present any of it. You just walk up and it's like, hey, do you want to see this mansion? There's a line to get in and you don't know like what the deal is and you do not know what you're signing up for before you get into it. It feels like you stumbled upon something and you're not even sure if you're supposed to be there, which is kind of the premise, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. Do you see this black screen? Yep. You got YouTube open. Okay. Um, so I got the ride here. Now I love, this outside of the mansion it the, the, this whole area is in new orleans square which is uh i think it's very fun theming um especially now because they're they're changing splash mountain to princess and the frog uh it's right next to pirates of the caribbean it's right next to haunted mansion and they basically tie all this stuff together into a new orleans vibe so it feels like you're really not in california right now well, that's cool it definitely yeah, it, has it like feels a gothic like you're somewhere look else. to it. Yeah, no, it's great, and also the the haunted mansion is one of those places where all the staff have to like. Th- this is where they want to work. Everyone oh, yeah? here is the kind of people that shop at Hot Topic because it's cool. It's like you 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 dress up kind of gothic when you're staff here, and you have to be like in character. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you wear like relatively spooky clothes and stuff and like the the queue to get in has a bunch of graveyards in the lawn this video doesn't cover it but they're all like goofy puns and stuff it's all very cute uh but you you work your way through the lawn and you get to the front door and they'll they'll wave you into this like entry lobby uh which looks like this I like the candles. I like the, like the ornate old school mirror. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how they balance the vibe of like, hey, this actually looks kind of like creepy with it's when Disney, so it probably isn't too scary. Yeah, it's fine. Frightening sounds I like these paintings. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their I like this room they're in because it, it, it feels like it moves, delight. right? Like, it's it's Welcome, hexagonal or octagonal. Um, it just seems like something that would, like, twist or host, turn, and all of a sudden, like, the... Host, you gotta keep going forward, right? Like... 
It, it, it feels like a trap. Yeah. So it, it really does, and this video doesn't do a great job of, uh, of the vibe. But this feels super weird, because when you walk in here, you're immediately disoriented. Uh, because if you, you're just used to square rooms. So when you realize that the angles aren't 90 degrees, and you kind of turn around a bit, it's like, well, wait, which way were we going? Yeah. And the clever part is, what they do really quickly is they have everyone, like, they tell you, make sure you step into the middle of the room. So everyone's, like, looking to the middle and getting away from the walls. And they close the doors right when you do that. And then, like, they, you don't really notice it. And if you're a little kid, like, this is what spooked me was part of the narration here is that he points out you're in this weird room and hey you notice it doesn't have any doors or windows and you turn around and you're like wait what the fuck this chamber oh, nice. has no windows and no doors <laughs> which offers you this chilling you're also not looking up naturally so you you miss it until it points out that the paintings are stretching and telling a story is this the the thing like moving down? Because you said these are underground, or the the paintings just yeah. So this reels? is an elevator, but it's so okay. slow you don't realize you're going down. Oh, cool! Find a way out. <laughs> of course, there's always my way. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so the the ride pretty much tells you, hey, if you kill yourself, you can leave. Oh, I didn't mean to. Which again, <laughs> like it's it's funny that Jenny Nicholson brought up that the movie brings up suicide more than the ride. But I feel like the ride should bring it up zero times, right? Yeah. Is it, well, there is one. At a, at a Disney theme park, I think the suicide is a topic I don't... I'm there to not commit suicide, right? Like, you go to Disney to get away from the suicide. Not to... Uh, that's kind of the parent. idea. Yeah, that's the idea. Now, if you're a parent and you have kids and you realize, oh, this is a fucking mess. And they're, you know, you know then the, the homicide, suicide may be a little more attractive. But if you're me, I go there to get away from it. To each his own. So, this is again the clever part where you're not to the ride yet, but half the experience is walking through this weird mansion and just like seeing this stuff at your own pace. Sure. I like the uh, the lights on the paintings. You can see like the skeleton underneath of the, the portraits and stuff. Like, just that's just clever. Yeah. Also, these busts will follow you across the room. Oh, nice. I like the wallpaper. Um, and the candles and stuff like the, it, it vaguely reminds me of like the Overlook Hotel. Yeah. From The Shining. It, it's, it's half classy and half unsettling. Yeah. Like they're getting in some boats or are these the cars? These are the cars. Do not pull down on the safety bar, please. I will lower it for you and heed this warning. The spirits will materialize only if you remain quietly seated at all times. And what's cute with the system, too, is uh, there's like a pull bar, but you don't touch it. Like, the, the ghosts close it for you. Oh, cool. You know, it's like they, they commit to the theming as much as possible at all times. And hot and cold. I mean, that's how you sell that you're, you're there, right? Is you just hardcore yeah, commit. the immersion is really key. 
Now, I really like this effect with the endless hallway. Because it's kind of disorienting, because you can tell something's going on, but you can't quite place it. Yeah. Also, the, the moving chandelier, it makes it like, oh, it doesn't seem like it's a mirror because you would see the reflection of the of that. So it, it helps sell that it's right. actually endless. I like the spooky eyes and the trees in the background there. Oh, All the yeah. skeletons coming out of a casket. Um, some of these door knockers and the doorknobs are like rattling, but there's one door in particular where it kind of like bulges out like it's breathing. Oh, wow. And that one's like, apparently, <laughs> apparently that one's so unsettling that the employees like draw straws to see who has to clean the ride at that, at like after hours. Serpents and spiders, tail of a rat. I can see that. Especially if the ride is, even if it's not that dark, just that kind of shit, like, you're just like, I know it's fake, but then, like, the lizard part of my brain is like, but what if it's not, though, and you're fucked? Yeah. Um, this isn't coming across in the video, but this room has a surreal effect where you cannot tell where the walls are. And it almost feels like you can see space, like, in the distance sometimes. I feel like I'm kind of getting that effect from this, just because of how dark everything is, and then, like, where the lights are, it's hard to tell where you are in relation, just the way the track is moving and stuff. That's funny, the ride broke down. There it goes, yay! Oh, I like the ghosts. Are you familiar with the Pepper's Ghost effect? No, I am wondering how they're doing this, though. Um, so... The the way that this room works is there is one plane, uh, there's or a plate of glass, and opposite of the glass underneath you, they have these mannequins that are lit up, and and you're seeing the reflections of the mannequins. Oh, that's clever. It's very clever. It's actually like a really old effect that goes to like Shakespearean play days. Oh man, imagine like like the Hamlet's ghost being that. That would be fucking dope. Yeah. No, I, I think it actually was used for Hamlet at one point. Hell Which yeah. Which really, like, that's spooky. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, uh, this, uh, this plate of glass, it's so big that I don't, there, there's rumors that it's impossible to replace because they would actually have to, like, cut open and remove the roof in order to lift it up and out. Oh wow! You know, and I put I, a new one in. It's I believe it, just because there'd be a seam, right? If they were, if it was smaller pieces, you'd probably see yeah. where they connect, and that would ruin the effect. Yeah, um, I love the duelists here, where there's like two paintings, and they'll like they'll step out of the painting and turn around and fire their gun. Oh, I thought I saw one of them like wave a sword or something, but the the camera Actually, person didn't quite focus on it. Um, I like, I like the ghosts coming out of the organ, uh, oh, hell but yeah. that pipe organ, it's actually from, uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, I think. Like, there's, there's stuff in this ride that's actually just movie props that Disney owned, and oh, they're yeah? like, hey, this looks spooky, put it in there. Nice. 
This seems like a lot to take in. Like you, you'd want to go through this a couple times just to notice everything. There's so many details. Oh yeah, and imagine this back in the '60s too. I like the color scheme of this room we just walked in. Like there's like the red lamp and everything else is blue, and you're just like, oh, what's the lamp for? You know, just like it really draws your yeah. eye specifically. The I would love to be in a meeting um, on how they engineer this shit and the things they talk about. I bet oh, it's like totally, really fascinating. Dude. So this room, um, there's all these paintings of a bride and then her husband. And as you move by, the husband's head will disappear. And there's all That's these great. like piled up wedding gifts and stuff. And then at the end, there's like a collection of canes and hats. Oh, there's the pianist. There's so many like really cool little ideas as I'm watching this. Like the the pianist, like you see the go the the shadow of him, but he's not there. Yeah, like, that's such perfect. a good visual. So I want to talk about the hat box ghost. Um, I don't know if you caught this, but his head went into the hat box. It's a ghost. <laughs> there's th this is like a fan favorite. Because back when the ride first opened, people said that they saw a ghost where it's like he was holding a hat box and his head was in the hat box, but then it would disappear and it was on his body. And it's like, how did they do that? But then like really quickly, he just disappeared from the ride. And it was this urban legend going back and forth about whether or not it was ever real in the first place. And it's been a thing for years about fans debating and researching and somebody actually got like an inventory it's like a copy of the inventory sheet uh from like the 70s and there actually was something labeled hatbox ghost and it's like oh, it's gotta be real but like why did it disappear right whatever and so like maybe 10 or so years ago um they they finally just kind of like redid the effect and put them in here because the fans been asking for so long yeah, I mean, it sounds like they've been asking for a really long time. Oh, that is a cool. And then here's the outdoors. I like the crow sounds. And this is the part with, like, the fun, goofy song. And so it's like, you see how it kind of started really spooky? And now it's, like, leaning into more, like, of a Disney ride? Yeah. I wonder what the electrical bill for Disney is every every month. Oh, man. I I wonder. That actually must be an interesting problem to solve when they're making rides like this, where it's like, there's electrical wires everywhere, there's gotta be, you know, there's mechanic pulleys and mechanics and, and speakers and all this, and like, it's gotta be hidden though, because if you see conduit, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm at a Disney ride. And yeah. I don't see any of that shit, right? Like, it's all hidden. Oh, uh, the, the, you, know, you said the, the song started up. I just started like processing it because it the way it transitioned in, it, it feels like you, you don't really notice it till all of a sudden someone's like, dun, 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 you know, singing to it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess they are doing a show tune. Yeah. There's the famous hitchhikers. And then this little trick here, it's just like a reverse Pepper's Ghost. Oh, hell yeah. Honestly, I could see that scaring some kids. If you're not like 
You know, because that, that, that to me is more of a jump scare than anything they've done. It's like, oh, hey, hey, by the way, look in the mirror. There's a ghost next to you now. They actually, uh, I, I was listening to um, the Mega 64 has a amusement park show. And I think it was yeah. Rocco was saying how, like, when he was little, it, like, that part actually did spook him. <laughs> where, where it's like, you know, the, the narrator says, and one of these ghosts will follow you home. And, it, and you see it in your car with you. And you're like, really? Really? Is it, am, I, am I see this guy again? But that's the ride. I like it. I like it a lot. It's it's very cute. Um, it's a classic ride. I like the one in California. They basically try not to touch too much. Uh, what was it? Oh, the um, the bride. I kind of hate it because she used to be quiet. She used to just be kind of silent and stand there like in a spooky way. And at a certain angle, you can see that she has a hatchet behind her back. Oh. And it's like, if you notice the details, you can figure out the story. But now they have this weird like animated thing where there's like a magic hatchet that appears in her hand. And she's saying these stupid jokes. And it's like, you know, till death do us part. And it's like, yeah, I'm getting it. I see what you're doing. But for the most part, the ride's pretty much intact. Sure. I like the tone of it. I almost feel like there's a little bit of a tonal whiplash. Because like you said, that first that first room where you're going down and the walls are stretching. And like, hey, if you want to leave, you could always commit suicide, LOL. Like... Doesn't fit a lot with the rest of it, but I, I wonder too. Like that, the the walking bit to the cars. Like, if as is, does the tone change? Like, is it start dark and then kind of get a little goofier? And then by the time you're in the car, you're like, oh, now I'm on a Disney ride. Um, because then it there's a, there's a certain whimsy as you go on from there, and and like there's some pretty creepy effects and like set pieces, but the the vibe of it isn't super scary once you sit down. I I want to say. No, it's not scary once you sit down, but yeah, like I, so I went on it. I want to say when I was like 10 or something, maybe nine. Okay. And I think the outside of the building scared me more than anything I saw inside because it was that anticipation of like, what's going to happen? Like, what, what is this? And when, when you, you know, when you look up and see that the paintings are stretching, it's like, whoa, how do they do that? And you see the um, the busts are like staring at you as you walk by, and it's like, oh, that's spooky. But nothing haunted me, you know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, once you're riding, it feels like a Disney ride because you're in a thing with a safety bar, and it's like, oh, look a thing, and it's just like it's gonna be a sideshow, all these different little set pieces, right? Yeah. And I I think um, I think I walked away feeling like, well, I don't have to do that again. Like, it was fun once, but I kind of want to go on the pirate ride again as a palate cleanser. Sure. And now that I'm older, I really, really love this, like, head to toe. I think that's kind of a funny thing about scary stuff as we get older. I almost, you either, like, never like it forever, or you get into it and you really appreciate stuff, either from, like, the craft of it, because there's so much work that goes into making something scary, especially if it's, like, a physical thing like this, or just from, like, the... I don't know the 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 lizard part of your brain 
wanting to be scared or like what are the things that scare me and why or some of the existentialness that comes to like hey a lot of this stuff is about dying or being dead uh you know and it plays on that part of your brain because i i've i've really grown to like horror stuff um as i've gotten older i hated that shit when i was a kid like i didn't want to be scared when i was like seven or eight and uh I don't know what flipped. It was, you know, like in my 20s, it's all of a sudden it's like, hey, Hereditary, that movie looks good. Oh, this movie's amazing. I want to watch a shitload of horror movies now. I've been missing out. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a certain amount of emotional maturity that you need to process certain things. Um, I remember, I think I was, I, I think I understood the concept of death um, at an average age. But I remember once uh, in high school, there was some girl that was talking about how, like, the, the sometimes cars drive by the school really fast. Not quite speeding, but it's, like, kind of faster than you think they should be going. And I remember she commented once to one of the teachers that, like, like hey, you know, they should put up, like, a sign. Because there's, like, a stop sign there, but sometimes cars will just drive past the stop sign. They should put up, like, another sign that tells them to slow down or something. And teacher said, oh, yeah, that's why, you know, that girl last year died. She got hit by a car. And she's like, what? Is it? Like, yeah. That, um, you know, we, we lost someone last year. She got hit by a car because she, you know, walked into traffic and someone's speeding. And this girl, like, she literally had to take the next day off. Like, she was so shaken at the thought that you could die under the age of 80. And it's like it just never crossed her mind before. And it actually, like, cut her on some weird mental level. Sure. I'm not really sure when, like, I had that concept right. Because I remember watching, like, like, Optimus Prime dies in the Transformers movie. So at least at that age, I, I saw someone I really liked die on screen. But I imagine I had been introduced to it earlier than that. I mean, my grandparents at that point still had a farm. Um, They they killed animals to well, eat them I, or I feel or, like it's a great Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think you know about it, you but then you don't, like... There's knowing and then there's understanding. Like, you know how the, those are those are separate. And you're like, oh, you know things die because you you pick up on that. But you really don't understand what that means maybe until you get to a certain age. What is die? Uh, it's a really good comic book. Uh, what about... You know what? We got a little bit of time. So I want to show you one more. I'm not going to like pause and talk about it. But uh, you know how... Oh, they they say how in China they have like different sensibilities around like death and skeletons and stuff. Yeah. So in Shanghai Disneyland, the the park's doing really well. It launched a lot better than Euro Disneyland. Uh, everybody's happy. Tourists are happy. Locals are happy. Um, and they have a lot of like great stuff there, but they are missing something. And someone said, "Oh, you know what? It's missing is the haunted mansion." So they're like, hey, we should put a haunted mansion here. And because of, you know, the sensibilities of the, the region, it's like, oh, you know what? We can't really have ghosts and skeletons. So let's do a haunted mansion without ghosts and skeletons. And, and I feel like that's an interesting writing challenge, right? Yeah, for sure. So instead of just, like, censoring the ghosts out of the haunted mansion, they took a lot of the effects that they had figured out so that you get a similar experience. But instead, what they did was a new story. Um, it's called Mystic Manor. And it's about this eccentric world explorer. And he has, like, all these artifacts from around the world that he's collected. 
and a cute sidekick monkey. Hell yeah. And I wonder when they get on the ride here. Here we go. And so he's invited you to come in and look at his collection. And so it's just like, it, it's a similar kind of like, oh, look at the big scale here. Are you sharing your screen? Yeah. Is it working? No. Let me see if I click on that. Uh, well, you know what? Let oh, here me we close go. That and try it again. There okay. it goes. Okay, I see Can it now. Can you see it now? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. That's fine. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. So this effect is neat because what they do is they lower mesh in between the cars. So you actually see the fairy dust like floating through the air, like between you and the other people. But basically the, the magic of the music box like animates everything in the collection. Wow, that, that so fairy it's dust not effect the undead. is awesome. Yeah, it's perfect. Like it is it is a very good uh, magic effect. So do, do they not do ghosts and, and zombies and stuff um, in China? They they really don't like that stuff there. Huh. I, they, they Their cultures tend to lean into the idea that we should respect the dead. Oh, okay. Um, I understand that. <laughs> I, Some I people appreciate think it's that silly, mindset. And it's like, I don't know, we have silly traditions here. Yeah. Honestly, what they've done instead, though, I this is really cool. Oh, it's a it's an amazing ride, and you see the similarities, um, like some of the little bits, like oh, the paintings move, and it's like okay, I get it. But some of them are like digital animated, so you get a very interesting effect, like this ice storm that fills out the whole room, yeah, and covers everything in frost. The sounds too are are really nice. I like the uh, the animated suits of armor waging war. Hey, we got the song. Honestly, like it's it's got a, a different like kind of atmosphere to it, right? It, it's still got that like unpredictability. It's a little unsettling, a little spooky, but it's like in pretty different ways. Oh, I'm forgetting all the crossbow points at you, Cox. That's great. Yeah, there's a. Egyptian yeah, there's still a tomb. spookiness to it. These effects are really, really good, too. Oh, so there when the locusts come out of the mummy tomb, um, it starts blowing puffs of air at you, so it feels like bugs are fluttering by your face. Oh, wow. Now, I will say, though, one thing that I like about this ride is that the tone is at least consistent. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate Haunted Mansion as a classic, uh, but also, yeah, you can kind of see the the seams here and there. Once in a while, but honestly, like, it's really, really impressive. It's really good. It's expertly done. I think it just shows its age is all. Oh, yeah, I, I can see that. Oh, this is cool. I think this room doesn't work quite as well. I don't know. That was pretty neat with the wall breaking, and like I know this is all digital. Um, yeah, I, I mean it's but cool, it's still... but I think I like the I, I like the suits of armor more than a digital screen. 
Sure. Oh, it's super cute. It feels like, like yeah, you get to walk Mystic through a Manor. cartoon. Yeah, uh, it's a very it's a very Disneylandy cartoony experience. Um, but you I can also really... like even though that's a much more modern ride, you can clearly see like what they adapted to bring sure. that uh, sort of experience over. I think that I think they did a good job. Honestly, I really like the uh the the kind of the story of it and the the monkey's really cute like you know 10 out of 10 no notes very good yeah it's good oh you know what you got to see their pirates of the caribbean ride too you might have showed me that one actually i feel like we did uh we kind of talked about i pirates might have at one point it's very impressive but it's about that time uh any closing remarks on haunted mansion not really, but I enjoyed the the walkthrough of it. I think this was a a fun. I I haven't been to an amusement park or a theme park basically since Disney World when I was you know in the single digits. Um, I don't have a lot of interest in any stuff like this, like going personally, but I do appreciate the craft. And so, like walking through or you know seeing seeing Haunted Mansion and just kind of marveling at how it goes together, how there's a story constructed, like all that stuff is. He's cool. I, I really, I really do like that from an engineering level and a you know artistic level. I just don't like leaving my house. You know what? There's nothing wrong with that, and that's why we got YouTube. Yeah. How about a glad space? How about a glad space? I ended up stumbling upon a uh, YouTube channel that I've been enjoying, and it's called Jang's Lego Reviews, and it's. Kind of exactly what it sounds like. It's a guy named Jang, J-A-N-G, and he reviews Lego sets. Um, I like his, I just, it's so, it's kind of cozy. He's having fun. It's very PG. He's just like, hey, I built this set. I'm going to show you it and some of the features of it. And, you know, how did I like the build? Did I not like the build? Do I think it's worth the money? I, I he, he ends every set with kind of talking about the price point and, and, you know, maybe comparing it to other Lego sets or other things you could get. Um, there's a, a an almost ASMR aspect to the way he talks. He's very mellow and low, so it's very low energy. But he gets really good like footage of the sets and walks you through them in kind of engaging ways. And it's just kind of a nice little YouTube channel. Uh, and honestly, like the Lord of the Rings set, that really big Rivendell one, he reviewed that. And I I was going through it. I'm like, I kind of I I was like, Joe, we should buy this for mom for Christmas because she likes putting puzzles together. And she loves Lord of the Rings. And, you know, Lego is basically just a big-ass 3D puzzle. Man, so, I, what was his name again? I want to look this up. because I uh, Did he do the new Jurassic Park one? Um, He's done some of them. Uh, Jang's Lego Reviews. He's done a lot of Star Wars. He's done quite a few Ninjago. Um, I, I think he's got kids. I wonder if, if he buys them there. But he's done some Jurassic Park stuff. So you're talking like the big visitor center. He did that one. He did the Brachiosaurus one. Little uh, yeah, the visitor center one. I was I was looking at that at the store. Oh, yeah, he did. I want to see that. I think at one point he must have been into like digital printing because he'll really go in on like the prints and the color opacity of certain Lego things that I would never give a shit about. And it's yeah, kind of funny. you know, it's actually 
it's very funny to see how uh, some Lego fans are because the the hardcore collectors, some of them will know really obscure trivia about like how far back something goes, and how like oddly specific one is like oh yeah you know they didn't they never printed this green until seventy eight for this one Robin Hood set, but ever since then that's the only green they printed and so if you go to the the seventy seven set. You'll notice it's a it's a slight opacity. It's not aging. That was the color at the time, and it's just kind of like it, it's it's funny because I'll see people like it's like, well I want to make a military uh, camo pattern, so I'm buying all these used Robin Hood sets off eBay to get this green. And I'm like, oh, okay, you you do that. I he kind of makes me like everyone. So building Legos is fun, but it's expensive, and so I don't I don't do it very often. And now and then he'll, I don't know, show off a set that's like really tiny, like those little micro reviews, like the the Star Wars, the Boba Fett starship. He's like, hey, this review is so dang good, but. And I was like, oh, I haven't watched that one yet. It's only five minutes. I probably will watch it. Like, that's a cute set. It'd be fun to have that like on my desk at work. And so when you can find these cheaper, like 10 to $20 sets um, that are neat little display pieces, like I really appreciate that. I wouldn't mind having one of those. Some of the really cool display stuff that he's like, oh, by the way, this is like $60. And you're like, what in the fuck? Really? And then that's when he starts talking about, hey, here's how I value price. Because sometimes he's like the, the price per brick he thinks is a dumb way to look at it. But there's still like a volume aspect, you know, like, hey, this set is only six inches by four inches by whatever inches. Maybe it shouldn't have been this much money, but it's a collector's and it's made to display. And so they're charging collector price for it and not toy price um and it's just been yeah it's a, it's a really kind of nice little channel i definitely recommend it i can't remember if i said this last uh, i'm sorry that was james no jang that was J-A-N. jang's lego yep yep um i can't remember did i say this last week but uh sharks of the corn I don't know. You talked about this in VR chat and we, we watched the trailer. So I watched sharks of the corn with some guys and I never thought I would say this, but I put this on par with suburban Sasquatch. Yeah. You mentioned that, that, and then I was like, I don't know know what that is either. No. I mean, I do a little bit because you talked about it (laughs) in VR chat, but like, (laughs) um, Suburban Sasquatch was clearly like one guy with a camera and it's his first time making a movie or something like it's just it, it's weird because there's certain things that they do like, oh, well, he's he's really, you know, figuring this out and and trying something. And then there's other parts where it's like, are you not trying anymore? Did you did you give up? What What is this? Uh, one of the problems with Suburban Sasquatch is there is exactly one audio clip of the Sasquatch. Oh, and no. they play it like on loop while he's on screen. So whatever there's a Sasquatch attack, you just hear a constant <laughs> Like it's a very bizarre decision to make. It's not like when he exerts himself, they play that same sound effect. It's like a loop. I don't understand the what he's going for and why they didn't like Use a couple different sounds, and <laughs> maybe you, you, the astute ear will notice the the repetition. But it's like distractingly bad. Yeah. Sharks of the Corn is very much like that, and the story didn't make sense because it it opens, and there's a lady 
running around in the cornfield and she's like trying to like tease her boyfriend out to to come and grab her and and they're just having fun out in the cornfield and then all of a sudden you see like a shark it's like clearly a toy shark being held next to the camera lens and it's just some guy running through the corn and then at some point she turns around and gets attacked by the shark and dies but you don't really see it on camera and it's like what is this movie going to be about and then it cuts to this weird guy that's like a serial killer. And it's like he uses a pair of shark jaws to ceremonially ceremonially kill people to honor a shark god. And it's like, oh, it's a serial killer. That makes more sense. And then the police arrest him. But he says, but it's too late. The sharks have been unleashed. And then actual sharks are just in the cornfield. And it's like, well, wait, no. Why did you go out of the way to explain something that made sense? Because they can't, they can't swim. There's no water to swim in. Right. They just fly through corn. And it gets sillier, and it gets more zany <laughs> as it goes along in a way that's like you you and your drunk friends will open your mouths and look at each other and go, dude, they did not just do that. I didn't think this could get stupider. I think we said that 20 times. Uh, Sharks of the Corn, I think it's on Tubi. I watched it for free on YouTube. <laughs> Sharks of the Corn, full movie. Yeah, hour and 42 minutes. You said it was like two hours long. I think what... I I put it up... I put it up as a joke, right? As yeah. I, I just left that on because people, people were putting up music and I, there was nothing on TV, so I just left it on. But then like five of us ended up just sitting down and watching the whole thing. <laughs> The trailer made it look like pretty terrible, if I'm being honest, but entertaining terrible. This is the kind of movie that, like, if I was going to make a movie and I had the budget for something like this, I I love the idea of something this fucking stupid. Like, what is the dumbest sci-fi B-movie shit that I could get away with? Um, There is something kind of special. I feel like those are probably more fun to make than watch, though. Like, I bet everybody had a fun time making this crap movie. I don't know if I want to watch it. I think that comes it. through. I don't know I that just, I recommend it for your tastes. I mean, we could try a watch along if you know when we feel like doing another one of those. If it's free, um, we've done a couple now, and I we tend to watch bad movies like Chopping Mall. But you know what? I remember Chopping Mall. It's been a while, but I I still remember that movie, and we'll reference it once in a while at work. <laughs> And they'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's like, hell yeah, Chopping Mall from my friend Cameron. But that's my glad space. That's a good one. But I guess that's all for this week. Yeah, I think so. Um, I had a good time, though. I'm glad. I, I'm, I'm glad you came to the Haunted Mansion with me. And this manor is filled with 999 ghosts, and a bitch ain't one. <laughs> that was just dumb enough to get me, hell yeah. Okay, we'll stop there. Be sure to bring your death certificate if you decide to join us. 
Make final arrangements now. We've been dying to have you. <laughs>